Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? This is the End2End Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Young Nguyen, and as you already know, my friends call me Ninja, and you can call me Ninja too. This is the End2End Podcast, the alpha to the omega, the beginning to the end, talking about life, motivation, inspiration, entrepreneurship, success, and offering you tons of morsels in this all-you-can-eat buffet called life. Back in the studio, recording. Um, Man, I gotta say, I'm so thankful for all the supporters. We have doubled the number of followers since we started this podcast almost a year ago. Uh, but since the end of last year, in this first month, we've doubled. And so I cannot thank you enough. As you all know, it's a value exchange for me. I do this all this for free on my own cost, on my own time, on my own resources. So if your knowledge swole, please do share the show because that's how we grow. And that is an international thing worldwide. And we are reaching audiences across the planet. So thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for the continued support. And as always, if your knowledge swole in this episode, please do share the show. It's how we grow. Um, coming in today, though, man, I am exhausted, exhausted. Uh, we, uh, for those of you who know or have been following, we, uh, a group of, of us, about 30 people, started 75 Hard January 1. So yesterday and today was the halfway point. And uh, I've done 75 Hard three times. This is the third time through. Uh, having succeeded twice before, um, but I wanted to do it at the start of the year just to kind of dial in again and get get motivated and get the momentum early on in the year. Um, but I push, I've pushed myself much harder this time in a physical sense, and so I'm pretty beat, uh, especially for a middle aged guy. Uh, you know, um, I feel strong, but the recovery is what's dragging me down. So whereas you younger folks who are do who are working out or active, you know, when you start. When you do a workout, you're kind of sore for a day, and then the third day or day two after the workout, you're pretty good again. For me, personally, it's taken a little bit longer, two, three days to recover, especially on like heavy leg day or something like that. So um, I am totally exhausted. And there have been multiple times during the first uh, 37, eight days here where, you know, the alarm clock goes off at 3, 3.30, and I find myself uh, almost starting into that whole uh, compromising or mediating with myself conversation. Oh, man, you're tired today. Oh, man, you've already done 75 hard twice before. You don't need to prove anything. Um, this, that, and the other. And it gets into maybe two sentences or two thoughts before I'm like, you know, oh, no, no I, I shut it down um, and get up and go anyways. Um, so uh, it leads me to today's topic, which in a way I'll be talking about this a lot, but it just kind of sparked my mind this morning because I'm feeling pretty exhausted, um, it is about emotions, okay? Um, about emotions and why it matters on how you approach or look at your emotions. You know, a lot of uh, motivated, motivational people or, or success-driven people out there will tell you, you know, Screw your emotions. Nobody cares. Screw your emotions. Nobody cares. Um, you, you, can't, you can't do things based on emotion. And to a certain extent, that's true. But the reality is, is that human beings, we are going to feel emotion. So you can't deny emotions. You cannot deny emotions. And here's why it matters. Um, first of all, for psychological health mental health, emotions are there. So if you keep repressing your emotions, they, they get stored somewhere. And, and negative emotions specifically uh, about somebody else or about yourself even, that self-talk, 
if you repress them too long, they it's like a pressure cooker and it'll it'll explode and blow out because they exist. You can't say emotions don't exist, but in the business sense, in a business sense, uh, as you get higher and higher on that success ladder, wherever you go, people care. People outside people care less and less and less about your emotions because they're just focused on the end result. There's so much pressure, speed, urgency, pace, action, decisions to get things done on a massive scale that anytime you're dealing with emotions, it takes away. It's an opportunity cost. Do I got to deal with this person's emotions or get some shit done? And at that level, it's get some shit done. So it's less and less and less outside people care about emotions or how you feel the higher and higher and higher and higher you up you go. Go ask any in sports, for example. I love sports as an analogy for life and business because it's all about competition, right? There's only one winner. And so go to any college program and talk to any college player, talk to any college coach, professional even. And when it's practice, the coach isn't coming in and like, hey, do you feel like practicing today? It's today's practice. Let's go. You could be dog tired. You could be fed up, exhausted, whatever. But you got to go do it. Because if you don't, what's going to happen? They're going to find somebody else who wants to do it or who's able to do it. And that's why you see a lot of attrition. That's why the success uh, ladder is actually kind of like a pyramid because you have people falling off, unwilling to deal with the fact that people don't care about their emotions. They get butt hurt. They get uh, sideways. You don't care about me. It's not that people don't care about you. It's just they have a self-interest to get results, right? Because at, for example, at that college level or the CEO level or whatever it is at these higher levels, you're talking about millions of dollars, thousands, hundreds, even thousands of jobs on the line based on results and that downhill effect, right? Or you could be talking about billions of dollars and that downhill effect. Miss a quarter. Stock plunges, people get laid off. That's how real it is, right? Uh, uh, lose a game, coach gets fired, the whole coaching staff gets fired, players get cut. So literally shit, it's, it's an expression I teach my, tell my son all the time, shit rolls downhill. So at that top, top level, there's no time to, to expressively care about how you feel, even though they care about you as a person. They don't care how you feel related to what needs to get done. And so that's why emotions matter in the business world. Okay. Now, how does this relate to you and what you can do for yourself? Well, it's, it's not that you deny your emotions. Okay. That's not the way to go. You have to recognize your emotions, but there are several things you can't do based on your emotions. And the most important one is you cannot react based on emotion, right? A lot of success, a lot of the business world is based entirely on facts and logic, right? Sales may be on emotion, how you, ex how you close a deal or sell a product or a service. Sales is based on emotion. But success, how you handle business, is based on fact and logic.
this makes sense to do this cause and effect. If we uh, increase our budget here, we should expect this type of revenue here. If we increase our resources here, process should be better over here. It's a cause and effect. There's no emotion in that. So, so you have to be able to recognize the emotion, but you cannot react on emotion. Think about it this way. Most arguments explode and get out of hand and relationships are torn apart because words are said or things are done in a highly emotional, intense time. Somebody pissed you off, you react because you're pissed off and then it's just a, it just escalates and then relationships shatter. Business relationships or personal relationships where, okay, emotions are in there, but you take a break and, and reflect and then come back to the table with facts, those last longer. So it's human nature. It's, it's, it's logic. Logic always trumps emotion. Again, that's not to just say you have to deny your emotions, but you do have to compartmentalize your emotions. You have to recognize emotions for what they are. Okay. A biochemical learned response by your body and your mind to circumstances or, or the environment, but then you cannot react on them. Okay. You, what you actually have to do is once you recognize your emotion, you have to process it, process the emotion, make a decision and then act. Let me say that again. Recognize the emotion, process it, and then act. Process it, decide, and then act. Okay? Because what happens? Those that really succeed actually have a lot of emotion because there's passion in what they do. Okay? But they use the emotion as the fuel. Okay? So, Matt, like, okay, if you have gas in an engine, the engine is there. That's your business. That's your, your motor for success. That's the action. The emotion is the fuel that causes the combustion, the fire, the, the gas explosion that actually turns the pistons in the motor and then the motor, and then you move. So think about it this way. The action items you have to do or the plan that you have for your success is the motor. Your emotion is the fuel. Emotion can be used very powerfully. Anger, love, uh, 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 frustration, uh, hate even, even though it's a strong word. Um, whatever it is, that emotion is a powerful, powerful fuel to push the engine faster, more explosive, more horsepower. Okay, so you have to, like the engine, when fuel gets into the engine, there's a a combustion type of a pressurized system. That pressurized system is the processing of your emotion. Okay. And then it explodes and then it pushes the pistons to make the car move. And that's how you have to handle your emotions. Recognize them for what they are in a heated moment. If you're feeling heated, that's where self-awareness comes in check out, uh, I think two or three episodes ago, when I talk about self-awareness, you have to know that you're getting heated. Your body will react, sweat, your face gets flush, hair on your neck, your armpits get sweaty, your palms get clammy, whatever, your mouth gets dry. That's emotion rising in your because it's a biochemical response to uh, an external environment, right, or stimulus. So recognize it, 
And then now you got to know, let me step away and process that. Because you can't fire that off right away because you're it, it's that spontaneous energy is that's just like a, a rapid explosion out of nowhere. It could blow up the engine. Okay, so see your emotion, process it, and then act. So for example, the mornings when I wake up, oh man, I'm dog tired, bro. I, my body's so, it's so pain, so much hurt. I, like it's taken me forever just to get my hips loose to get out of bed. And I'm compromising myself with myself. I have to recognize immediately that that's an emotional response. It has nothing to do based on logic. Right? Tiredness is not a, a logic. It's, a, it's an emotional, man. I feel tired. Right? So then I have to say, okay, what does that really say? Well, for me, my emotional triggers, I kind of do the opposite. Like if I feel like I'm getting hangry, I actually try to calm down. If I'm feeling sad, I actually try to get up. If I'm feeling inaction, I try to get active. So it's like, it, that's how I process my emotion. So for me, it's a trigger, man, I'm feeling tired. Okay, let's get going, right? So process it, decide, okay. The other, the flip side of emotion. So we're talking about emotion, creating an action, creating a result. Emotion, ca uh, uh, cause, and then you have the effect. The flip side of the emotion is thinking about how you'll feel or recognizing you have emotion about the result of your decision. Right? Because emotions exist. So in my example, how am I going to feel if I don't get out of bed and get to the gym and get my lift in? All right, I'm going to start the day in the negative. I'm going to start the day feeling, you know, at this is at 3 a.m. So like at 9 a.m. when I'm actually awake and moving around, I'll be like, damn, I should have worked out. So it depresses the mood for the day. Right? It makes me urgent later in the day because, man, I got to catch up on that workout. Right? Those are feelings about not taking the right action. I also think about what I'm going to feel if I do take the action. Right? I could be tired and I'm like, hey, let's go. Do the opposite. Let's go. Get it done. When I finish my workout, I'll be like, hey, man, that wasn't so bad. Hey, I feel good. The endorphins are going. I'm feeling good. Sweat working. Accomplished something already early in the day. Sets the momentum for the rest of the day up. You know, enthusiastic, energetic. I get to... Uh, uh, socialize and, and uh, commune with my other workout partners, talking about their life. They talk about mine, good camaraderie. So there was nothing but upside in making the proper decision in my example, right? So then that flashes in my mind in order to do the opposite, get my ass out of bed, get dressed, brush my teeth, have my coffee, whatever, pre-workout and go, right? So it's, it, there's, a, there's a sequence I'm trying to convey, and I'm not sure if I'm doing it, but it's recognize the emotion, process it, and part of that processing is um, understanding how you're going to feel if you don't do it or if you do do it. Processing it, making a decision, and then taking action, right? The, the deal in business is that nobody's going to care all of those steps before the taking action. All this front processing or, or recognizing processing, all that to here, nobody cares about that side. They only care about the action and the result. So don't look for sympathy or pity on this front end, quite frankly.
I, I don't with my employees. It sounds harsh as a boss, but I'm interested in results because the results, for example, in my law firm is changing people's lives when we get them a good result, get them a good uh, result in their case. So I really don't care how my employees feel about doing the work. It's just, are you taking action to do the work? And what are the results? Right. And I can read it. Anybody at a, at a high level of success is pretty good at reading body language. I can read it in my employees when they don't want to do the work, when they're dragging ass and all that. I can read it, but I really don't care because if they're not producing results, I'll find somebody that can. Sounds harsh, but that's business. It, that's why they say there's no time for emotion in business because there isn't really. Right. So don't expect sympathy or pity on that front end because nobody really cares in a business sense. Again, I care about my team as people. I consider them my family because I'm responsible for them and their families. So it's essentially like family. But huge but. I can only be a positive influence on them and their family if we get the proper result for our clients and change their lives for the better. And so that's all I'm cared about. Everything else trickles downhill. That's what I'm cared about. You can imagine a situation where if I was like, oh man, I know you don't feel like doing this, so don't worry about it. Don't do it. Does that make sense to you? Would you pay an employee to tell them not to do work just because they don't feel like they want to do it? Or they're feeling sad that day or depressed or anxious or worried? Nah, no, no, no rightful business owner in their, in their rightful mind would ever go to an employee and say, hey, man, I know you don't feel like a day. Just don't do the work. You still get paid anyways. No, that's not how. <laughs> I'll see you in the poorhouse. Or I won't see you, but I'll see you in the poorhouse. Um, it doesn't work that way. Okay, so you cannot expect sympathy. And, and in that, that process, again, of identifying your emotions, recognizing they're there, processing it, Understanding how it's going to impact you and how you feel positive or negatively if you do, don't do the work or if you do. And at the same time, part of that is how you'll feel around the people that you affect in your decision, right? Deciding and then taking action. It, it's a stepwise process, but in a, a more illustrative way that I personally look at it is I see myself as three people. And this is by means no endorsement of being schizophrenic and multiple personalities but i see it as three people there's me the live tangible me there's the figurative me which is an emotional me right and then there's the figurative me the deciding taking action me okay in a certain way i project what i'm feeling into the emotional me as I'm talking or thinking to myself, this is the emotional me. This is how I feel about a situation. This is, you know, I, I have dialogue with this emotional me. Hey, man, how do you feel about this? If we do this, how do you feel about that? You know, what do we what do we think in here? How does this person make you feel uh, instinctually? Can you trust this person? These are feelings that I got to process. As that emotional me is processing, that turns into the deciding me. An action me. Okay. 
uh, figuratively, again, not endorsing any type of multiple personality kind of situation. And so it's like a three-way conversation that I'm, rela- I'm relating to myself through figuratively two other me, me's in a figurative sense, the emotional me and the deciding and action me. So this is the emotional me and this is the deciding and action me. And over here, this is the person that's saying, well, if you do this, how are you going to feel about it? And then this, it relates back to the emotional me. If you don't do this, how are you going to feel about it? If you do uh, out of three options, one, two, and three, how are you going to feel about it? All right. And then ultimately, I bring that back to me where I actually have to do, take action on whatever decision I make. So it's kind of like a, a, a kind of a, a triangular, quote, round table or boardroom, if you want to call it, uh, dealing with emotions, right? You're going to hear it a lot. Man, fuck your feelings. Feelings don't matter. This, that, and the other. Uh, the reality is they do. And that's why you see a lot of mental health crashes, you know, at the super high end because they've, they've come up with the, the, the idea that they don't, but they actually do. It's just you cannot react and base, um, you know, instantaneous, spontaneous actions and decisions on emotion. Got to process them, recognize them for what they are, process them, process them, uh, take time to understand what they're going to be after the fact, if you do or don't do certain things, decide and take action. Okay. So that's a framework for emotions. Don't repress your emotions. Don't tuck them away. Don't hide them. Recognize them, identify them, accept them. Okay. Then use them as fuel to get to where you want to be on your pathway to success. We're dealing about emotions here. Um, very powerful if you use them in the right and proper context. This has been another episode of the End-to-End Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Young Nguyen. Very humbled by all all the success that we've had so far. I hope we keep it going. Uh, Please continue to like, follow, share, comment on YouTube, um, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Again, I'm on all platforms at N2N Podcast, at N2N Podcast. If you have any questions for Prolific Q&A, which is another segment we do, where you ask questions and I answer, please do send those in to askask at the n2npodcast.com or just leave us a comment on our YouTube page. Um, again, handle your emotions, process them, but use them for your success. Look forward to bringing you another episode very, very soon.